0: Oh, now, Mr. Cartoon Trump, how do you respond to Anderson Cooper comparing you to a five-year-old? Anderson Cooper's a dum-dum. <laughs> he, he's a stupid head, a total poopy pants, it's sad. Okay, right right now I gotta say you are sounding a little immature. I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> oh come on, come on. You you sound like an idiot. Stephen, I'm Robbie, your glue. I have a lawyer and I will sue. <laughs> <laughs> Oh that was Dean. What? Let's say China. Let's say China! China. 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 Fuck China. Let's start the show. to Welcome to Drinky Files. So, I like how Trump isn't just a five-year-old, he's a five-year-old in the 90s. All of that is
1: shit that we said, that's true.
0: Yeah, it's like, <laughs> hang on, I just relived my childhood here. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Drinky Files, I'm Dino. I'm Ryan. And
1: uh, we're here to get drunk and talk about stuff. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> no guests today. No, week, no guests. It's finally you again, man. Yeah, I- yeah. I've, you know, I enjoy having guests on. I'm the one who lines up most of the guests. You you do. But uh, it's really nice when it's just the two of us. I agree. It, it's, it's a little bit more of a it's a different
1: environment it is
0: um we love all our guests you and i can make homoerotic jokes without steven getting uncomfortable Exactly. We love all our
1: guests, but it is nice for it to be the two of us again. Oh, I
0: just broke show tradition. Fuck.
1: Oh, it's all good, man. It's been a weird few weeks. Uh, not the weirdest thing
0: being that you were on vacation, sir. I was. Uh, last episode I was Skyped in from Phoenix. You did?
1: From the, from the, uh, from the foreign land of Phoenix. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I put that in the show description. I spelled Phoenix funny and put it in quotes because I thought it was funny. Probably is not, but I, um, I appreciated it. <laughs> good, good. I'm glad somebody did.
0: Um, tell me about your trip, man. How'd it go? Oh, uh, you know, it went. It um, went. <laughs> It was spring break so like I still and fucking because I'm a senior now taking 15 fucking credit hours um like I just have projects in all my classes so it wasn't like my professors like oh no you don't have homework for a week it was like I'm good I those fucking kill me I don't know how you sound Oh close. yeah American spirits, yeah <laughs> um <sighs> Yeah, so it was like, uh, here, you have two months to do a project, and so, you know, yeah. I still had projects to work on over spring break. Um Okay, let me ask you this question. How bad did you procrastinate? Oh, I procrastinated like a motherfucker. Yes!
1: I'm so glad I'm done with college.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... I mean, I I did stuff while I was there, but it was, like, at the very last minute. Yeah. Or, like, I didn't have a vehicle while I was there. I flew in, and because I'm fucking under 25, it just costs $500 to rent a car. Ugh, yeah, fucking, fucking nice. under, you know, young driver charges, which I've only been in one accident. It's whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um... Oh, so have I. I've never been in one accident. You know, but... I'm, I'm 22 years old. They don't check any of that. So oh, you're under 25? My
1: girlfriend's, like, totaled two cars. Jeez.
0: <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> um, yeah, Not so, that
1: she's a shit driver. There were some extenuating circumstances in both cases,
0: but... Yeah. Fact remains. Back to my horribly boring story. Um, yeah, so I didn't have a ride while I was there, and, like, I was hanging out with adults who have jobs. Yeah. And not spring break. <laughs> So, there was a large section of time just in the middle of the day when everyone was off at work, and I was just, like, hanging out by myself or whatever, and... As far as vacation goes, it was great. Like I just got to chill, you know, for large parts of the day. And then I got to go see my friends, you know, during the night, hang out at bars, play games, whatever.
1: Yeah. Uh as you mentioned on the last show, there was a uh you got to see
0: some fucking I did. In yeah. a, in a Mustang. In a <laughs> bar parking lot. <laughs> after karaoke. Wonderful. That's beautiful. It really is.
1: That's that's, that's true love. Um
0: that's it's true something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man, um, I enjoyed skyping, having you Skype in on the last show.
0: It was totally a little bit different. It was very different. I, um, you know, it went better than I thought it would, uh, and that's partly because we had, you know, two cool guests on. Absolutely. Um, I it, well, here's the thing, man. With, with Skyping and this show,
1: I expected a disaster mm-hmm. better, went better than I expected, so yeah. that's that's a win
0: for me. Yeah. I understand you got a little drunker here than we got over there, but...
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: You guys are drinking beer.
1: We're over here drinking
0: freaking vodka, vodka and Sprite. Ugh. It wasn't
1: bad, though. Yeah? Yeah, it was just cherry and peach vodka. I still have it. I had another one there, uh, just uh. the other
0: day. They're not bad. Nope. Not my thing. Um... What, what are we drinking today, sir? Today we are drinking uh, the just original Glenmorangie 10-year. Yeah, Ten uh, 12. Year. No, this is 10. It says 12 on the box. Does it say 12 on the box? It does. We're drinking the Glenmorangie 12-year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Glenmorangie. Glenmorangie? Yeah. All right. I'm going to take another sip because uh, I like this whiskey. It's quite good. It's, uh, you know... Here let me let me talk shit about our previous guest who I know listened to the show. Steven mentioned in the previous episode that yeah. he he thinks he likes vodka because he has Lithuanian heritage. And we have talked previously like I tend to believe that that doesn't really affect anything. Yes. Like we know scientifically that things your mother eats or drinks while pregnant you will tend to like. But I understand Steven's mother is not an alcoholic. <laughs> so I don't think his uh, predisposition for Vodka is genetic in any way. Are you calling... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you calling
1: our friend Stephen a pussy when it comes to alcohol? Yes. Okay, I just wanted to make that clear.
0: (laughs) Sorry, Stephen! I love you, man. Um, (laughs) However, I do have to say... I have a lot of Scottish heritage, and I love a good scotch. I think that's
1: because, and here's the thing, once you develop a taste for it, I think a good scotch is good. I agree. That's the thing. Like, I, I don't, I'm, again, we just got done recording another show, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but uh, I think a good scotch is just good, and this is subjective, of course, mm-hmm. it is it is taste, literally taste. So it's it's absolutely subjective, but I do think that a good scotch is just good. Now, my dad would disagree. Oh, yeah? My dad cannot drink whiskeys straight. Okay. This is due to... I do not know details. He described it to me as a couple mistakes when he was young. Okay. Which is
0: the same reason I can't drink Jack anymore. Yeah. (laughs) So... (laughs) I mean, I can't drink Jack because it's fucking horrible, but... This is the thing about Jack.
1: Jack is... Well, number one, it's overpriced, and we all know that. And it's shit, and we all know that. Yeah. The reason, and the album art for this show is modeled after Jack Daniels. The reason that I like Jack Daniels, and again, I haven't had it in a long time. The reason that I like it, I like it as a brand, as a state. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. It, it
0: it just kind of screams southern booze. Yeah, I think we've actually had this discussion on the we show before. We probably have. Because I made the comparison that I'll make again, we'll just hit it and move on. Uh, like, you know, Jack is the apple of whiskey. Like, I, they have yeah, m- brand marketing going for them, and not I a whole agree. lot of product.
1: I agree. I, I'm with you 100% of the way.
0: Um, <clears throat> the first whiskey I ever bought was Jack, and, you know, just didn't care for it off the bat, but didn't, you know, turn me away from whiskey. I just tried better whiskey.
1: They had the uh, the Nectar D'Or at oh, yeah? the, uh,
0: yeah, at, the um, at
1: the store. I don't know what exactly it is.
0: I uh, It's the same age. I just found a new YouTube channel recently for whiskey.com, where they do whiskey tastings. Yeah. And I watched them, they recently did a review of uh, the Glenmorangie Signet, yeah. which uh, he liked.
1: Well, the thing about alcohol tasting generally that I find, I've, I've watched several different videos from several different providers. I find that it is an art. Yes, and by that I mean everyone's wrong and everyone's right, a little bit. I, because you you, you you watch one person taste a whiskey, they'll say all these words, mm-hmm. and they'll compare it to all these other flavors. Mm-hmm. You watch another person taste the same whiskey; they say something completely different. Uh, I mean, to an extent. I mean, to it, an extent, it's like good whiskey, whiskey,
0: good whiskey tasters would find the same thing because there are certain things in a whiskey. Like this particular whiskey is finished in sherry casks, and so yes. you know, a good whiskey yes. taster taster is going to find the sherry in it. I agree. Um but there are certainly subjective things about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I
1: always I always scoff when I hear a, a a taster a liquor taster. Generally it's whiskies though. Say lawn clippings?
0: Yeah, that would be a thing to scoff at. Cuz I'm just like well, but, and you know, you're just saying words now. Whiskey has at least as far as I know, like again, I'm not into vodka, so I wouldn't know if there was like a large vodka tasting scene. But whiskey tends to have more expensive, longer aged alcohols that you have more of a taste for and so more of a market for tastings. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, the other obvious one no is no one's wine. doing yeah, no one's you doing Jim Beam tastings. Well, I am uh, Actually, whiskey.com has Jim Bean tastings. Well, I'm sure because they have to, but if you go to a whiskey tasting, you're not going to be tasting Jim Bean. No, you're not going to be tasting Jim Bean. But, you know, when was the last time you heard of anyone going to a rum tasting or a gin tasting? You know, there's wine tastings and there's whiskey tastings. I agree. Because those well, are there's the also, that...
1: well, with the advent, not the advent, I guess the re popularization of the microbrewery, there are beer samplings now. Okay, yes, and lot. beer
0: samplings now. Um,. And those appeal to different categories of people. Yeah. You know, someone who's very into wine, I feel like, probably won't be into beer. Um, I could be wrong, but I'm into beer and not wine. I am into... Um, but you do have, like, like it's a Venn diagram with a, a triple, a three-circle Venn diagram with no very middle. Exactly. Like it's all kind of separated. There's uh, whiskey and wine. Yeah. Wh- uh, oh, I don't know that... I don't know about wine and beer. Maybe those two aren't beer. connected at all. Yeah, maybe not. But then... Beer and whiskey. Yeah, I Which agree. is where I fall. I fall
1: there as well. I can drink a uh, wine, um, if the tap screws off. If the top, not the tap. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm one glass in, and I'm already fucked up. No, uh,
0: <laughs> if the top screws off, I can drink a wine. But, um, you know, it's <laughs> I've tried quite a I've tried a small sampling of wines. I almost said quite a few, and that is completely wrong. Yeah, he's a liar! I've, I've tried yeah. half a dozen wines. Yeah, uh, I think like four whites and two reds. Yes, and I can drink them if that's all there is. But I do not enjoy it. I like. I I, I can tell you what I will like. Probably,
1: if you're if someone's buying me wine, I can tell them wrestling, and generally, I'll like it. Mm-hmm. Um sometimes a sweet red. Actually, this might just be because it's where I'm from, but Yano has a great sweet red. Okay. Yano uh, from up uh, from in, from Lubbock. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got a really good sweet red, but I tend to not like uh, it. It's too syrupy for me. Yeah.
0: I tend to not like that kind and, of stuff. You know, that's why. When I was
1: eating more sweets, it was fine, but since I haven't eaten sweets in so long.
0: I know Stephen and I disagree on this, and I think you and I disagree on this. this. Is One of the reasons I prefer scotches to bourbons is because bourbons are sweeter and more syrupy. Yeah. And... No,
1: you're absolutely right. And I do prefer scotch. The problem is the bourbons are cheaper. <laughs> bourbons are absolutely cheaper. It's like,
0: you know... Sco- I prefer
1: the price point of
0: a bourbon. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of scotches are aged in bourbon barrels because bourbon, they don't care. They throw it in there for a couple years, exactly. age it, and then put it on the shelves. And then, you know, there's a little bit of that bourbon flavor in the cask, and so then they age a scotch in it. And, yeah. But yeah, bourbons, Makes you know, it they just kind of throw out there. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, if you ever take Maker's Mark out of the freezer and you try to pour it, you're pouring syrup, dude. Yeah. It's miserable. This I took out of the fridge and I poured it and I don't know if you're supposed to refrigerate not. You are or not
0: supposed to refrigerate, Scotch.
1: Oh fuck it. It'll get down to room temperature anyway by the time we're done. Yeah. So of course I, I like to drink it like I like I drink beer, which is I think a good beer should be good as it warms. Yes. Like I think a beer should be good when it's cold, and I think it should
0: continue to be good as it gets warmer. I agree. And to bring this even one step further back, um, like that's one of the reasons I really like Dr. Pepper as opposed to Coke or Pepsi because as they were. We're getting
1: less and less alcoholic Right.
0: talk. <laughs> Coke and Pepsi just, I mean, I don't like Coke anyways. I hate Coke. Um, mm-hmm. which is weird because I tend to not like sweet things and Pepsi is by far sweeter than Coke, but, yes. you know, that is neither here nor there. Um, as they warm, both Pepsi and Coke taste like ass. Mm-hmm. But Dr Pepper warm is still drinkable, no. not ideal, but drinkable. No,
1: they're made to be uh, had cold. But actually, <laughs> the way that I rank those three, mm-hmm. Dr Pepper. Mm-hmm. What can I say? I'm a son of the south.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Dr Pepper's at the top. Dr Pepper, Coke okay. is next. No. Uh, only co- not Diet Coke, not Coke with flavoring. Diet Coke tastes like piss. It's terrible. Coke after that. hmm Pepsi after that. hmm Then Mr. Bit. <laughs>
0: I do enjoy Mr. Pibb every once in a while. I don't. But Mr. Mr. Pibb is a last resort for me. Mr. Pibb runs a little syrupy and sweet for me. Yeah. Um. And I haven't had RC Cola in probably 10 years. I used to really love RC Cola. And recently, every time I try it, I just don't like it. I can't um, even rank it
1: at this point. I, it's been so long since I've had... Because here's the thing. If I'm going to get a Coke, I haven't had a soda mm-hmm. in... Jesus. Without alcohol in it, I haven't had a soda in almost eight years. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. I quit drinking sodas in high school when my dad quit drinking sodas, because he quit drinking them, and he lost he lost a few pounds immediately, because mm-hmm. he quit drinking soda. And I was like, shit, I want to do that. So I quit drinking soda completely. Mm-hmm. Um, And I haven't had a soda just as a soda mm-hmm. in almost eight years at this yeah. point. Well, my parents
0: have fallen on hard times the last decade. Have uh,
1: they?
0: A little bit. Uh, that's and always so, sad to hear. Yeah. I mean, it's their own damn fault, but... <laughs> But... (laughs) Your parents are allowed to say that, I guess. Um, You know, soda is cheap. So, like, that was what we had, you know? And... and when we were you know in the hardest of times it was you know like walmart brand soda like the 89 cent 2 liter uh sodas. what is it what
1: is their what is their doctor thunder doctor thunder uh um, mountain Mount, something mountain lightning or yeah or something like that the great value stupid. brand of yeah, soda yeah yeah
0: oh, it's it's awful it's all terrible. and so we we drank a lot of soda so when i moved out on my own i actually stopped drinking soda for a while yeah and i've kind of gotten back into it because it is too and I'm still a college well, student. But you're also
1: a skinny fuck. You're allowed to drink soda. <laughs> I'm over here, I'm like, ugh, this is miserable. I can't drink soda. If I start drinking sodas, dude, I'll blow up like
0: a balloon. Uh, it's ridiculous. And so like there was a, a period of time when like I would drink a two liter a day and I'm well past that. I no longer drink that much, you know. I like um, I buy from Walmart the gallon jug of Arizona tea or whatever. Oh yeah, the I love the green tea. Their sweet tea is all right. My favorite, my
1: favorite Arizona product is a uh, oh what is it called? I keep I, I want to say Paul Walker because I watched, Arnold Palmer.
0: Uh, Ar- Arnold Palmer light light yes. I like the Arnold Palmers. Not the I light try so to go much.
1: for light just because I know I'm not getting as much sugar. Yeah, and that makes me feel fair. better for some reason. Even though I'm getting t- more than I should, it still makes you feel better for
0: some reason. Yeah, I'd like a uh, I'd like a double cheeseburger, an extra large fry, and a diet coke, dude. I almost never eat
1: fries anymore. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. I I live I live more healthy than my body
0: implies. <laughs> so here's the thing, it's ridiculous. I... <laughs> I eat fries like when a burger isn't enough for me. But when I can get a burger that fills me, I won't get fries. Like I, yeah, I'm in the and same out. Way. Just in and out just came to Texas within the last few years, oh, and so I'll go you to drive. The, you drive down 35. Uh, I actually haven't in a while, but yeah,
1: I've done it twice. Yeah, um, it's worth it though.
0: You know and. This is not fair because In n Out's fries are god awful. But you know, I go to In N Out get a three shoestring. get a three by three Animal style and a drink, you know, don't get fries with that. And or like the rare times that I hate myself enough to go to McDonald's, um, I'll (laughs) I don't like McDonald's. Um, I'll get three McDoubles and a large drink and no fries. I generally uh
1: I need to actually start doing it again because I've started getting... The best thing you can get at McDonald's, dude... Mm Double quarter pounder with cheese. Add lettuce, tomato, and mac sauce.
0: That actually sounds really good. It is crazy. I mean, that sounds like a Big Mac without the fucking extra bun. In well, the bowl. and with the big meat. Right. Because right. they they make the Big Mac with the little with the little meat. Yeah. They make the double quarter pounder with the big meat. So you I get got that quarter- Big Mac. I got that big meat. You got that little meat. Give me that big meat. <laughs> I'll yeah. give you that big meat.
1: I need that big meat. That's gotta be a trigger on the fucking drinking game. Somebody... That was an awkward sex joke drink. Um... uh, No, it was a reference to genitals. Yeah. It is a trigger.
0: Um... I love that drinking game, dude. It's so good. I'm so glad we made that. I laughed my ass off when I read it the first time and came to, Ryan tells a joke that falls flat, or no, someone tells a joke that falls flat, and then Ryan's joke trails off into nothing. (laughs) That was so great, because that happens all the time. It does. I love it. I I think that's the charm
1: of this show. We're not exactly professional, and we know it. (laughs) We (laughs) know it. But, yeah, so, uh, uh, you had your vacation. I want to move off of our drinks now. Okay. Um, very good, by the way. Definitely recommend it. Not that much more expensive
0: than McAllen or even Maker's Mark. Was it more expensive than a McAllen? By about $7. Really, because I actually was at the liquor store about an hour after you were. Different liquor stores, but, yeah. you know, that's neither here I nor go either. down to Paradise. Um, and I prefer Buckeye, because I actually have a reward Is that closer there. than Paradise? It is closer, and it's also cheaper. I should start going there, then. Because I-, I only it's go to also, Paradise because it's the only one I know. Uh, with construction now, it's a pain in the ass to get to but um it is cheaper and you know yeah. I'm a rewards member because I'm an alcoholic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you give a rewards card to a fucking liquor store. <laughs> well, I mean
0: I've spent a few hundred dollars on scotch now. No, yeah, that's probably fair. I if I had okay, more but money, here's the thing. I've I've been over a thousand. You spent but...
1: a couple hundred dollars on scotches. Mm-hmm. How many bottles did you buy? Um, not many. Three or four. Three or four. That's fine. You're getting good. You're getting good scotches then. Well, yeah, and you're not that's, that's shit. That's the idea.
0: Like, um, got the Lagavulin, which runs about ninety a bottle. Uh, yeah. Macallan runs about fifty. I spot one today. Which uh...
1: McAllen was more expensive at Paradise
0: than fifty by a margin.
1: Yeah, that's that's why I, I like Buckeye
0: because they're cheap by a, a lot. Yeah, um,
1: dude, I could have shipped myself. I, I went on a cruise. You know, uh-huh. I went on a cruise. Yep. Um, and our listeners know as well because there was no show for that amount of time. Um, or you did a, a filler show, but I wasn't there. Uh, I could have shipped myself a two-liter bottle. Nice. A fucking McAllen 12, dude. Nice. For. It's 70 bucks. It would have been worth it. I like uh, McAllen. But here's the thing. Texas has weird laws about shipping alcohol. Oh, does it? Yeah, so I didn't... That doesn't
0: surprise me. Because I asked
1: my dad. I was like, dude, can I ship this to myself? Because this is amazing. Could you not have just bought it duty-free and put it in your luggage? Well, the boat would require you to check in your alcohol and then check out your alcohol at the end of the cruise because they want, they want you to buy their
0: alcohol. Yeah.
1: So you have to check it in and then check it out at the end of the cruise and it would have delayed our departure time by like 30 minutes. Wow. So I was like... Nah, fuck it. I don't, I, I don't drink McCallum that much. At that time, my mainstay was still Maker's Mark for a whiskey. Yeah. So, but I think this is my new mainstay. Yeah? Because Maker's Mark is, what, 45 for a handle?
0: You're paying 45 for Maker's Mark? That's well, 40 45 something like that. It's like 20 25 at Buckeye. Like, I won't pay more than $30 for Maker's Mark. Are you...
1: What size are we talking about? Just the normal, like so the size.
0: A, I'm talking about a liter. Oh no, I'm not talking about the liters. Oh, you're talking about the 750. The 750. Yeah, no, I'm talking about the liters. All right. Um. That explains it.
1: Yeah, and this but this is only uh, I only about ten, twelve bucks more than that. Mm-hmm. I think this might be my new mainstay. The thing this is, is a good scotch. It's easiest sip. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot.
0: Emily drinks makers straight. Which I just cannot do. I've done it. It's no, not... I've I've had Makers on the rocks. I've had it on the rocks, and I've actually done shots of it. Our first episode, I was doing shots of Makers. Yeah, we um, did Um, we
1: did 46 or 60-something. We did
0: 46. We did 46 on the rocks, didn't we? Yes, we did. But yeah. 46 is also, you know, a little better than just yeah, Mark. Yeah, that's true. It's slightly better. Yeah, Emily, who I've talked about previously and was guest on last episode, drinks Makers Mark straight and actually... Um, when I was in, in Phoenix for the convention in September, I had her get me, uh, I think it was a Makers and Coke and she was so disappointed that I was like mixing it. That's all Makers is good for. That's all Makers is good for. Makers is not a sipping whiskey. Yep. This is a scotch. This is a sipping whiskey. So for $10 more than Makers, I absolutely think it's worth it. I think this is my new
1: mainstay. Not for mixing. I, I think I'll just drink this straight. Yeah. 'Cause it's it's really good, dude. I mm-hmm. had it uh on the rocks while we were recording uh our show a second ago. Yep. A little bit ago. And I just had it neat
0: like I do. Yeah, you know.
1: Um I, and I did that for this but and it's incredible. It's cooling it is. it's it's warming nicely. Mm-hmm. Not cooling, See the opposite of that. It's warming nicely. <laughs> And I, I enjoy it. It's good. It feels good
0: going down. Yeah. Not too much burn. It's not as smooth as McAllen's. It is not smooth. I would not describe this as smooth. No. But it also, I don't know what the ABV is, but it it doesn't have a whole lot of burn. No, it does on the lips a little bit, but not going down. Glenn Morangy does not hashtag feel the burn. <laughs> I wanted to. I want to circle back to that in a second. But you
1: mentioned when you went to the con and stuff like that in September and all this other stuff. You were hanging out with Emily in this last bit. Yeah, we've talked about Emily on the show before. We have. And so uh, you want to know where that all went? Well, our listeners are desperate to know. I believe all two of them are desperate to know. <laughs> well, that's actually why I brought up another page on here that I'll show you in a second. But um. Yeah, so, uh, how, what's, what's the deal? Uh, I mean... Not that I'm saying you gotta fuck or anything, but, like, what's the, like, what, uh, just to be clear, what's the issue? Nothing happened while I was there. Okay. I'll I'll just
0: get that out of the way. Mm -hmm. Um. (laughs)
1: Me and Steven assumed something did. I don't mean to be like that, but, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, Steven knows better now, because, uh, he was in the car when Stephanie was grilling me about my trip, but, uh, holy Mm -hmm. shit, dude, that just, like lit on fire fire. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I I generally will not smoke a relight, but American spirits are good enough that I can. Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah, nothing happened. We both (laughs) kind of offset like each of us for half a week experienced different mental breakdowns. Um, you and Emily? Yeah. Oh. I thought you
1: were referring to Steven again. Okay, so you and Emily had mental breakdowns of different
0: yeah, uh, so varieties. Yeah, so she picked me up at the airport at fucking 6 in the morning, Phoenix time, yeah. Um, on Tuesday. I did that for my girlfriend the, the, about a month ago,
1: so um, I, I feel you.
0: Yeah, so- Or like, I feel her, rather. And neither of us are morning people, uh, and I have been up all night, so like- How far did you have to drive to that airport? Uh, I don't know, actually. I never was at her place, and I don't I, know I where drove, she lives. I
1: drove to fucking
0: Love Field. I've made that drive. And not even for a girl. I made no. that drive for Steven. Was it international? Wherever the Southwest terminals are. That was uh, Love Field. Love Field, yeah. yeah. which is farther than DFW. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she picked me up at the airport. We had the most boring breakfast either because neither of us are morning people, and we were both dead. It's terrible. And then, uh... Is that a nerd thing, not being a morning person? I don't know. That's, that's a Or is it just a person thing? thing? Yeah, a, yeah. I, I shouldn't be trying to break this down. No. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. Um, but yeah, so Wednesday she was off work and we were supposed to hang out. And yeah. I probably shouldn't say this. I don't know it's a how, should, how, yeah, much, how much she wants out there. But she, she was having anxiety issues.
1: Oh, I've talked deeply about my anxiety issues on the show before, so uh, whatever she was... Whatever detail you go into, it's not going to be as much well, as I was Well, that was as
0: much as I was going to say, and like I don't yeah. know yeah. how much she would want me to go into that, but it's yeah. whatever, it's probably too late now. probably not much. Um, it's fine. Yeah, so we didn't hang out at all Wednesday... Or, no, we did. Uh, she, she did make it to karaoke Wednesday night. Um.
1: Oh, where the people were fucking the Mustang.
0: Yeah, where the people were fucking the Mustang. I'm forever going to identify that as that. That's, Just uh, so that's, know. I mean, I hate karaoke, and so I am perfectly okay with it being identified that way. The, the people fucking on the Mustang night. <laughs> um. So, I mean, we hung out a little bit at, a at karaoke Wednesday. Um, but that was like in a group of people. Uh, and then. I have not been good about taking my medicine. Um, for your liver? For my liver. Yes. We and discussed
1: that on episode one or two.
0: We did. Well we've discussed it multiple times. But actually we went through I think the list of side effects on Denophiles. We when did, I was a guest. on
1: Denophiles, you're right. Yeah, so we were, gonna we have to were go... talking about we were talking about pharmaceutical companies on Denophiles. Mm-hmm. Reference to a podcast It's not this podcast. Um Yeah, but it's on the network,
0: so I don't think it counts. Yeah,
1: I don't I don't think it does. Uh, unless you want it to, in which case. You Drink. <laughs> No, uh, we were, we were, I think we were talking about uh, SSRIs and stuff like that. Yeah. And it ended up going around to your uh, liver. Um, are you comfortable with the word condition? Yeah. Okay. It's that condition. Then. Um, And we ended up talking about that pretty in
0: depth, actually, yeah.
1: on adenophiles when we yeah. were
0: on. And so, like, one of the things that happens when I don't take my medicine is I start getting depressed. Um, oh. <laughs> And so the last half of the week while I was there, I was just, like, really depressed. Right. Hey. So yeah, geez. I know that feeling. We kind
1: of when I don't take when I don't take my medicine for uh a th- a 3 days. Mine takes a little longer
0: than that. Yep. Um, for me
1: it's 3 days. Uh actually, it's technically 2. Yeah. 2 is when I start feeling it. Mm-hmm. At day 3, people start asking me if I'm okay.
0: So here's the thing. <laughs> people, well, I say people, and mostly this just means my family are, like really close friends Notice when I'm getting depressed before I do. I had people at work, and you know, that's one of the things about depression, though.
1: I don't think that's necessarily weird, because I, I think depression comes on you in such a way that, it, that you don't really know what's happening. And that's why like I've I've gone through those waves so much because I've mm-hmm. run out of medicine or I haven't taken it or whatever. I can kind of recognize when I'm feeling depressed and I know why. Mm-hmm. But um and of course I still have bouts of depression that I can't explain. Yeah. They happen sometimes yep. just because that's my that's my psychological mindset. It, yep. I, I've I've got a weird psychology and I'm fine with that. It's it's fine. I've taken a low level SSRI and it helps. Mm-hmm. And that's all I want. I just want I just want a little bit of help and I'm fine. Yep. I used to be, and this might be a little bit serious for the show, but I used to be really against the idea of a maintenance medication. Yeah. Like a a medication that I had to take every day for the rest of my life or for the foreseeable future. I'm not anymore because of how much my SSRI has helped me. Um, I I really appreciate it, and I, I'm not against it at this point. Again, this is a low-level SSRI. This is 20 milligrams of a generic version of Lexapro. Mm-hmm. So this is child's play compared to what some people who have been diagnosed with depression take. Yeah, It's child's play. Well, you were
0: talking about getting serious for the show. I didn't notice that I was getting depressed until I was laying in bed. Uh, thursday or friday night or whatever and i was like i should just fucking tie a belt around my throat
1: yep yeah 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 (laughs) i fucking know that dude when you start there's a point at which you start fantasizing about your own
0: death yeah that you're like wait a minute something's off (laughs) yeah Yeah, that was that was about the time i noticed like oh something's not right here there's you know and
1: everybody does that everybody contemplates their death so it, it's kind of hard to tell. Mm-hmm. But when you start fantasizing about well, your death you know, hang at on. your own
0: hands. You, you say that, but apparently not everyone does. Uh, the Not this time while I was in Phoenix, but the time before that, which was like two or three months ago, was the last time I went through depression. Yeah. Um, And I saw a post on Facebook. Um, Like, I have a lot of nerd friends. And for whatever reason, nerd culture tends to attract people with, like, weird mental things. Well, it's because... Or- very, it, it, I either think it either that from, or or people in nerd culture are more willing to accept that something is wrong with them and talk about it.
1: I, I think that might be the case. I think there's also something about being a nerd that implies a nerd, not a pop culture person. Because like, I still think there's a difference. Yeah. Even though the nerds have won as far as pop culture goes, every movie is a comic book movie. Every yeah. movie is a book movie. Yeah. Every movie, all of that, the nerds have won. So all of the people that used to shove guys like me into lockers can go suck a dick at this point. But a lot of people still scoff at the idea of reading a comic book. Yep. A lot of people still scoff at the idea of reading a scientific journal or, uh, in my case, a political or philosophical journal. Mm-hmm. These people don't think about this. They, they, they think, why, would, why the fuck would you do that? Yep. Right? There's still such a thing as a nerd. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of us, there's a social awkwardness. Yep. I think there's a self-esteem issue that comes from that. If
0: we're using self-esteem issue broadly, then yes. Yes, mine is extremely and especially younger. Mine is more arrogance. Like I have a inflated view of self worth. <laughs>
1: that can happen as
0: well. But that a lot of a lot well. of people have low self esteem.
1: I agree. I, I'm one of those. I I was afflicted by young by uh, by poor self esteem as a young kid just because of the way that I was treated because I was a nerd. Mm-hmm. So these these are realities of the universe. It's yeah. fine. But I, I think depression or the willingness to accept depression or some other mental, uh, I hesitate to say issue, but it's the right word,
0: um, is probably unique to nerd culture in a weird way. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, so yeah, so anyways, let's see if I can get back on track. So I saw this post on on Facebook, because I, again, have a lot of friends with mental... I'm going to use conditions. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean something is wrong. Yeah. That just means, you know... States of being. States of being, yeah. 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 And so it was a post about depression, and contemplating your own death, Especially forms of suicide yeah. is unique to depression. And apparently, and I had no clue because I have experienced suicidal thoughts since I was a teenager. Yeah. Um, and a lot of teenagers do. Like that yeah, is that's not abnormal for a teenager. Uh, that is unique to depressed people. Really? Yeah. And like, I never would have guessed. Like like you just implied whether it was an intentional implication or not. Um, like, I assume that everyone contemplated suicide on occasion, and apparently yeah, as do I. Apparently that is not the case really yeah well that's interesting yeah i thought so i i've
1: I've, i can't really remember a time after my teenage years that i haven't at some point in the span of to be generous let's say a year Mm -hmm. contemplated suicide yeah it's a weird thing i don't know i i I, again i want to make it really clear I am not as bad off as some people are.
0: No, me either. Like, and, there are some people who yeah. are way more depressed than I am. Like Yeah,
1: I, people I, with legitimate clinical issues that, that need to be addressed in drastic ways, um, I think that might be overbroad as well. I think some people are put on
0: medication that shouldn't be. Yes, I agree, but, um, you know.
1: But, I mean, that's, you know, one of these things we have to figure out. But I, I personally, I'm not as bad off as some people are. Mm-hmm. I'm generally okay with my 20 milligrams of a generic version of a like and I can live my life and and be myself and be happy. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things. But uh, what the fuck were we talking about before we got off on that? I don't know. It doesn't matter. We we, we started talking about something.
0: I don't. Fucking oh, we know. were talking about my trip to Phoenix. That. Oh yeah, your and trip Emily to Phoenix, and the... You and Emily. Nothing happened. Yeah, nothing happened. Um. Yeah. I mean, we finally the the last couple of days while I was there got opportunities to just hang out and chill and you know like I texted her afterwards about it and was like it seemed like you weren't really into it, but, you know, yeah, I was also yeah. not really into it, and you know, it's, happens. it happens. It's one of those things that kind of died on the vine. Yeah, you yeah. know, and I enjoyed my trip, I enjoyed seeing her, I enjoyed seeing the She's other people. She's a good people. person. I
1: loved having her on the show. She was a great person to have on the show. Yeah. She's a very interesting person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, I'm, I'm, I don't am i know, it's one of those things. It doesn't always have to, uh, things don't always have to
0: progress in that direction. No, they don't. They don't. And, you know, especially I don't really particularly care yeah, how things that's go. that's
1: exactly you're right, yeah. As as we know, people who have listened to the show. Um. Okay. So we've covered your trip. Yeah. Uh. I want to talk about some
0: things, but I think we should go to a break first. We might as well. I don't think either of us need to refill our drinks yet. We're just kind of. I'd like to. You'd like to. Yeah. I like to go up to the uh
1: the small leaf on the filigree. Okay. I I consider that a drink.
0: That is a well sized drink. <laughs> but it is a drink. It's a drinky show,
1: and neither of us make any uh. Neither of us claim to not be alcoholics, so (laughs) uh,
0: we're gonna take a break, and I guess we'll be right back. All right, let's do it. Let's take a break. I need to go jack off again. (laughs) Again? Again. Fair enough. Break time. (laughs) I'm breaking the sweat, and it's all right. It's all right. Breaking the sweat. It's all right. That's good. right we're back you just heard breaking the sweat by skrillex because dean made me think of that right before the break (laughs) it's production even if it happens in our heads even if it happens in our heads (laughs) i'm okay with that um everything that happens in my head is production (laughs)
1: productive um, I wanted to show you this. We were talking about how few listeners we have. Oh, yeah? Now, granted, and I wanted to disclaim this at the very beginning, I do not know exactly how Squarespace's RSS subscriber metric actually works. Okay. Um, There are differing opinions on the internet, Yeah. and Squarespace hasn't exactly been clear about it. And so if a listener could uh, tweet us or something like that and let us know, uh, that'd be great. But... Look at these subscriber numbers for our RSS feed.
0: That is fucking impressive. That's, like, an order of magnitude more than I... That's two orders this for of magnitude everything. more than I this anticipated. This is for everything. I can go to Drinky File specifically. So, yeah, that's still an order of magnitude and a multiple of three more than I anticipated. Like, I joked about two, but I would have guessed our sus- subscriber numbers... We're about ten, that's not an order of magnitude. That's a multiple of three. Um yeah. And this says we have thirty eight RSS subscribers. Yeah. Which I'm fucking impressed with.
1: Yeah. Uh I don't know exactly what that means. It could be visits from RSS readers. It could mean uh I I don't fucking know. Squarespace is not clear about what this means.
0: Yeah. And it's like <sighs> You know, sometimes, like, I, I'm subscribed on RSS via my podcatcher of choice, and sometimes I access that on my home Wi-Fi, yes. sometimes on my data plan, and so I don't know if that counts as two, if they have a smarter way yeah. to determine. Well, the
1: only way they can do it, as far as I know from what I've read, is by IP address to find unique visitors.
0: So, you know, that's two unique visits for me. Exactly.
1: Um, I want to go, I'm not sure, I, I think I'll post on either Reddit slash r slash podcatcher, podcasting
0: mm-hmm.
1: or slash Squarespace okay because I think that's also a subreddit to try and get some answers on this because it's difficult when you're hosting and posting on Squarespace to get metrics for your listeners yeah because we don't host through a podcast host that gives you numbers yeah because those cost money <laughs> and I don't want to pay money because we don't have any donors. So, no, not yet.
0: Hashtag become our patron.
1: Please, become a patron! My God! <laughs> the show might be free to you, but it's not free to us. <laughs>
0: nope, we just spent money on Glenmore and G.
1: Exactly. We're buying good liquors, and, and I'm using bandwidth, and all this other stuff. So, uh but yeah, I wanted to show you that, because you talked about two listeners and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I want to show you that Squarespace said we have thirty-eight RSS subscribers. That number's meaningless to me, but it's
0: higher than zero. It is higher than zero, so I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) It is not over nine thousand, but it is not. What does the scanner say about his power level? Uh, it says
1: it's thirty-eight subscribers as of March (laughs) twenty-seventh.
0: Takes off scanner, (laughs) takes it in hand. All right, we've talked about VR on the show before. We have. We've talked about VR porn and just VR. Exactly. I uh, prefer VR porn, TBH. Uh, I do too. I
1: think VR is a is a pipe dream. I think AR is where it's at. Yeah. Um augmented reality. Yep. Which is the reality of Microsoft's HoloLens. It's
0: augmented reality rather than virtual reality. Yeah. And that's, you know, what they've marketed it as, which is kind of why I'm not behind it because I haven't seen any useful things for it. Like, Google Glass looked more useful than HoloLens. I
1: I can think of one useful thing right off the bat. Yeah? Get the HUD off my fucking TV when I'm playing video games.
0: Yeah, and Microsoft's weird foray into Minecraft is a step in that direction, and Microsoft has always been more friendly to games than, you know, Mac or OS X, Apple, or, or definitely Facebook. Yeah, um... <sighs> Yeah, and, you know, Microsoft has the, I guess the X-Bone now. I was gonna say 360. Well, not just Xbox. What year is it? Uh, PC gaming, dude. I mean, as
1: much as Steam runs the PC gaming market, mm-hmm. as much as Steam
0: and Valve run that market, they run on PCs. Yeah. So, I'm. Um, you know, they're trying to change that with Steam OS and things, but yeah, the the PC gaming market still is on Windows. Um, I agree. Uh, well, here's the thing, too. We shouldn't.
1: One thing we shouldn't do is perpetuate the notion that PC gaming equals Microsoft yes. in the same way that Xbox equals Microsoft, because that's a PC lot. PC of... gaming is technically anything that isn't OS X or Apple. Exactly. PC gaming, again, Steam is
0: a marketplace, PC gaming can be <laughs> on any. It can be on Windows, it can be on Linux, it can be on... BSD, fucking Solaris? Exactly. I, I, run, guess?
1: I run Minecraft on my laptop running Kubuntu.
0: Yep. So
1: it's not a PC. Uh, yeah, it is a PC. It is a PC. It's not a Microsoft operating system. Yeah. And I run Minecraft. So it, it, that's a lot of people. I find a lot of people who aren't very familiar with the technology or aren't very familiar with the way the backends work saying that PC is Microsoft. So when they do this for PC, they're doing it for Microsoft. They're not. No. Unless it releases on the Microsoft store, they're not doing it for Microsoft. Yeah. That's my take on it anyway. And there have been games that released in the Microsoft Store. Uh, Tomb Raider, the most recent Tomb Raider. Yeah. That's a Microsoft Store release as well. And and so that is Microsoft. But if it releases on Steam, that's not a fucking Microsoft. Steam runs on Macs.
0: Yeah, but like, there are Steam games that only run on Windows, The Witness being one of them. Like, well, that's, I would that's love. That's a development decision. Yes. Where is the difference?
1: I'm that's not... a, that's a developer to say, like, the platform of Steam is, works on Mac, it works on PC, it works on all the other stuff. But the, the, the difference is, it's not the Microsoft Store. Like, when you do with Steam, you're dealing
0: with Steam as okay. a
1: program on your machine. Okay. When you're dealing with the Microsoft Store, you're dealing with Microsoft. I understand
0: where you're coming from now.
1: Yeah. So, like, if a programmer decides to only release something for Windows, that doesn't mean they're releasing it from Microsoft. Which, seriously, what the fuck, Jonathan Blow? <laughs> What the fuck? Well, I mean, he invests his entire life savings in the game. If he couldn't afford the programmer to, to compile it for Mac, he couldn't afford the, pro- the programmer to compile it for Mac. I I guess. I don't know. I I am not gonna make assumptions about the guy's business, except that I will. And uh, <laughs> it's I don't know. Uh, but AR I think is better than yeah. VR. So personally,
0: so AR we're pulling. Gamey wise away from the game. Um which is weird. I don't want to look away from Minecraft and see my fucking like inventory bar while I'm taking a sip of beer or whatever. Well, if but... it's
1: if it's smart, it'll know that you're not looking at it. But then it might as well just be on the fucking game screen. Not if it's pulled away from the game screen. See my thing is if I had my HUD on my peripherals on something like Google Ass or people are just talking about how shitty Google Ass was and shit like that. Google Ass was brilliant. And I think it's... In its own way, yeah. And I don't think it's
0: dead, either. No, it's just waiting a few years I think it's until, dormant. until its market yeah, I think finally it's dormant. comes into exactly. fruition. There
1: was no market for Google Glass, but now that we're seeing retail versions of Oculus mm-hmm. and HTC Vive and all mm-hmm. this sort other of stuff, yeah, we're going to get Glass again. Fucking, oh, yeah. Fucking chill out, internet. Google Glass is not dead. All you assholes who want to see Google fail. And Google has failed. They're selling Boston Dynamics. Yep. So I'm not saying Google can't fail, but Glass, not a failure. I think ahead of its time. Yeah, it was definitely ahead of its time. So, but uh, the thing about HoloLens, it's still a dumb-looking gobble. Yeah, I, HoloLens looks worse than Google Glass. Well, all this stuff looks worse than Google Ass. I mean, VR and AR alike, they all look worse than Google Ass, which is part of the reason that I think Google Glass is better. Yeah. I'm slurring my words at this point. Um, yeah, so, this, uh, article on Mashable talks about, uh, it's actually full of very high quality photos, separated by about three paragraphs, and I'm like, come on, motherfucker, just write your article, and give me, like, a slideshow. Yeah. In, in a, uh, in a fucking frame. Yeah. That I can click through. Anyway. Um, yeah, so here's a, a bit where he's looking at a tiger that's just sitting in his hotel room. That's through a Holo's. really low
0: poly count tiger. Uh,
1: well, we don't know who programmed it. But... The thing, the difference between AR and VR is that AR takes your surroundings and adds to it. Yep. Where VR replaces it. Yes. That's augmented, which means adding to. Yep. And virtual, which means not there at
0: all. Yep. And you know, we talked about this on the previous episode. Um, I think both have their place. I do too. I I can totally see there was. And a, I'm glad to see experimentation in both directions. I
1: think about. I think I talked about this in the last show. Uh, Funhouse released a video of them playing a version of Pictionary with the HTC Vive VR headset, mm-hmm. which was amazing. They had to draw an empty space, and their team had to guess, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. VR, perfect for that kind of thing. Yep. Um, But I think augmented reality is better for existing generally.
0: Yes. Like, in day-to-day life, augmented reality can help us a lot. I agree. And, you know, if you're, like, fucking walking around Boston or New York or whatever with VR, and you just bump into a flagpole or a car or whatever it's not so great but if you're walking through boston and you know information about mit pops up or whatever you know that's super useful or you know vr like a lot of this is geared towards
1: sighted people but there's there is a huge issue with uh people with um vision i don't want to say deficiencies people who are visually impaired. Yeah. With with this technology, simply
0: that it can't be done. Yeah. If we could get the same thing, you know, like effectively glasses which can sense where you are mm-hmm. and just like fucking an app for your phone and earbuds which yeah. give you audio clues or audio feedback, yeah. which, you know, eventually like AR and VR are still really new, so I think eventually they'll go here. Yeah, yeah. But not yet. Can you, you imagine
1: know, for for people who aren't sighted like
0: a headband
1: with haptic feedback all around it where if you're getting close to a wall it just buzzes like in the place that's close to the wall
0: yeah i mean that'd be fantastic wouldn't that be awesome
1: or maybe even a necklace because that wouldn't look as weird as a headband yeah i mean uh, that to me is amazing and all of it comes from this technology yeah uh i'm i'm personally uh what did you mention earlier that i wanted to go off of uh i think it was just the show metrics that's all i remember yeah no i can't remember no it was it was in this discussion it doesn't matter. Anyway, he's talking about, uh, this, this article on Mashable is talking about, uh, you know, experiencing AR and, and mm-hmm. building a virtual world around yourself that exists inside your world. Yep. Um, I found that fascinating and I thought this might be interesting just to talk about just the difference between VR and AR, which we discussed before, but also our preferences and, and, and sort of where they belong. hmm I don't want VR goggles walking down the street. No. I mean, but like glass, in a glass. Yeah? yeah?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What is it? Uh... There's an app. It's not Google Glass. It's not Photos. But it's something weird. Where you can just, like, take pictures on your phones of things and it'll give you information about that thing. Goggles. Oh, yeah, goggles. Mm -hmm. You know, like that implemented into. Google Glass, which I'm sure they did. They did, yeah. Well, there were uh, AR games
1: based on advertisements for Google Glass. Yeah. Like, there was a QR code on a price tag, and you would play an AR game based on that. And, uh, oh, I remember what it was. You were talking about sighted people. Mm-hmm. This is a departure from the topic, uh, but this is a show of non-sequiturs. It is. Um, Have you watched Daredevil on Netflix? I haven't. Okay. Okay. Netflix has been doing this thing on some of their shows where they have audio descriptions for non-sighted people. Okay. It's like listening to a audio book.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Except for it's describing exactly what's happening in the show. I watched an episode of Daredevil this way. Now, I'm a sighted person and I wanted to see the cinematography and stuff like that. But I did do one episode with the uh, descriptive Mm -hmm. for the visually impaired. Dude, it's amazing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They describe the opening sequence of it where like the red goo, the viscous red goo that looks like blood is dripping down and forming buildings and and water towers and bridges and all sort of stuff, and then it it makes the Daredevil. And the way they describe it, they've got a very, very nice, deep-voiced guy who says, uh, the words form Daredevil in block letters. Marvel appears in white above and then it, it, it it's perfectly timed to where it fits between the dialogue mm-hmm. so you know it'll be something like uh, Electra takes a bite of a sandwich and then she says a thing mm-hmm. and then it describes and then Matt Murdock replies it's timed perfectly you're not missing any of the pacing they didn't spread anything out yeah it's exactly what the show it's awesome and I just wanted to mention that because I think Netflix uh, especially with Daredevil because this is a show about a blind superhero mm-hmm. has done incredible stuff for the visually impaired to enjoy media. Yeah. It's great. That's, you know, that's good. That's... That, that just brought that to mind. You mentioning the visually impaired brought that to mind. Hmm. Um, I really love Daredevil, and if you are a person who's visually impaired, again, this is an audio medium, so I wouldn't be surprised, go listen to Daredevil. It is incredible. It sounds amazing.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. I didn't know they were doing that.
1: Yeah, it's great. You can just go turn it on in the settings. Huh. You can just hit, uh, you can just hit, uh, I think it's under the languages, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you can just hit where on to animate with the Japanese or English. Mm-hmm. I think they have English for visually impaired. Huh. It's incredible. And I just wanted to mention that because uh, that made me think of it. But, yeah, AR is better than VR in certain cases.
0: In certain cases.
1: I would love to play a VR game in a space, though. Just like like I said about Funhouse playing Pictionary. Yep. That that was awesome.
0: Yep. And super fun. So, you know what DeepMind is? I do. Okay. Tell me what you know of DeepMind. Uh, it's Google's... Uh, machine learning supercomputer research project. Yeah. Um, I know DeepMind was doing and probably still is for a while those pictures where it looks for certain things in images yeah, yeah. and enhances them and so you can feed it back multiple times and you get know Get
1: some weird shit. <laughs> get weird shit out <laughs> yeah. of static and, yeah. and all those
0: kinds of cool stuff. Um, DeepMind was trying to
1: learn images so like people would upload an image to the DeepMind server and then it would come back with what it thought it saw enhanced. Yep. Uh, I fed through an image of um, Immortan (coughs) Joe from Mad Max. It came out creepy as hell, dude.
0: I believe it. A lot of those came out really weird. And, like, you know, that's just machine learning, getting better and stuff. Um, Just what are these shapes? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I know recently they beat the uh, world champion for Go, which is new. Like, we have chess bots, which can beat chess grandmasters now. Um, Well, that's been around since
1: the early 2000s, late 90s. Yeah,
0: and... Chess playing robots? You know, there are more potential chess games than there are atoms in the universe, but yeah. still, we can narrow things down and do cool stuff yeah. to to come up with good chess Well, the thing is with things, chess
1: is it's a limited number of variables. You have a limited number of pieces with a limited number of ways they can move, and you can only do it once. And also consider, like, the next step.
0: Yeah, so each move drastically reduces the number of possible moves exactly. and states on the board and things. but. But Go is, is different. Go has way more potential games than chess. It's it, Chess isn't feasible to brute force, and Go even less so. You can't just run through every possible Go game and yeah. come up with the best move or whatever. So them actually beating a Go world champion or grandmaster or whatever that is was pretty substantial. Yeah. Um,
1: mm. Well, they've recently set DeepMind on the path of playing Magic and Hearthstone.
0: That's a... Uh... That's good. I know it's it's cool,
1: but these games are more complicated than chess. Are they well? The thing that's tricking Deep Mind is like specialty cards, okay, and stuff like that. The Deep Mind has kind of a problem with those. the The cards that are just uh, a class and an effect, and you know all those other the point system and stuff like that, it can figure out. Some of the specialty cards are weirding Deep Mind out, but Deep Mind is learning to play
0: Magic and Hearthstone. That's super interesting. Those are both great games for study. Um, I need to get into Hearthstone. I played uh, the new class. Super cell game clash royale a little bit which is just like a shitty version of hearthstone branded by clash of clans (laughs) and uh i'm basically done with that like supercell is just not a good game company they kind of accidentally stumbled into success with clash of clans well i I i like the beach I don't. Boom Beach is just not. Boom well Beach balanced. is. Not. Boom Beach is not as complicated as
1: Clash. It's kind of like Clash for filthy casuals.
0: Yes, it is. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, exactly. Like it's once you learn. Like how what to,
1: people accused Bloodborne of being compared to Dark to Dark Souls. Cla- uh, Boom Beach is the Clash of Clans.
0: Uh Bloodborne is still really complicated and in-depth, oh, though. Oh, no,
1: the internet says that Bloodborne is for filthy casuals. <laughs>
0: okay, whatever.
1: I can't wait for the PC earliest, personally, because I'm going to wait until that's 50% off on Steam, and I'm going to play that shit. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I bought Mad Max on Steam for 50% off. Why? It was fun. Dude, it's a fun game. Is it? Yeah. It's, okay, there's, there's one glitch in it, and it's not my machine, because I looked it up, and a lot of people have this same problem. There's like a weird frame rate drop, but it's not a frame rate drop where you move in slow motion. Yeah? Yeah. Um, it happens to a lot of people, and eventually they'll fix it, I'm sure. But, Outside of that, dude, I bought it for thirty for fifty percent off. I got a sixty dollar game for twenty nine bucks, and it's fun. I'm having fun with it. Okay, good for you. Well, I like games that have deep customization. And yeah, and then you get to customize your car and like okay. do all this other stuff and, and things like that. That's why I play DCU online. It's I spend as much time fighting in DCU online as I do customizing my character. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. I like to play dress-up. But, um, yeah, I was playing Mad Max, it's super fun. Uh, I would love to play that game that we were talking about just now. Hearthstone? Heart? No! Uh. Magic? No. After that, we discussed, we mentioned it. Clash Royale? No. Boom Beach? no. no. Bloodborne? Oh. <laughs> it's coming out on PC eventually I've read a couple articles about that but yeah so DeepMind is learning magic and Hearthstone and stuff like that
0: the the thing with magic I was talking with uh, a guy who's in our, our Clash of Clans clan and also in our um, Clash Royale clan and we were talking about Clash Royale versus magic and stuff and the thing with magic is they balance each magic expansion, release mm-hmm. whatever with itself And then in tournaments, all the previous cards are no longer acceptable cards. You play the current current iteration of Magic. And after, what, 20, 25 years of Magic... That save them so much time. They don't have to balance all their new cards with all the previous cards yeah. and see how everything works. Because yeah. if there's a new expansion, you better keep up. Yeah, you better keep up. You know, because just trying to balance all those tens of thousands of cards would be impossible, and Absolutely. it isn't balanced. And <clears throat> you know, that's fine. That's one of the things that's kept Magic around so long. That's I mean, every
1: time they release an expansion, it's a new game.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: uh, and that's one of the things that I I think. I mean, people would rag on that kind of thing, but it's almost exactly i mean okay so you take the magic thing when do they release new expansions do you know the time frame
0: uh i don't i don't play magic i don't don't either it may just be whenever they have a new set of cards to release um i know it's less often than every year yeah so every five years probably about that okay um
1: video games are on some video games are are on a year release cycle that's going away a lot Thank of video God. games are it actually wasn't going... fucking sustainable. It wasn't sustainable, and the games weren't as good. No. A, a lot of studios are going to three-year cycles now, um, including Ubisoft with Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. We're not going to see an Assassin's Creed title for a while. You know, which is good. It is good, because those games need to get good again. Yeah. Because they were fun up to Black Flag. And then everything I've seen after that is just bugs and like terrible experiences. I love Assassin's Creed. I haven't played anything after Black Flag, because I don't have a next-gen, or a current gen device, or a, yep. P- or, a, or a PC that's powerful enough that. But mm. I just, I don't know, isn't that basically DLC, though? What, uh, games every year? No, uh, a new Magic expansion that can only be played with itself every three years.
0: Mm, I'd say that's like a new game every year. I'd say DLC is like if they just released a like 20 or 50 card expansion to the existing game and kept all the original cards in play but you know there's because they do however the rarity system works in Magic there are occasional you know thousand dollar cards which are just awesome and so you have to go out and get this one thousand dollar card from this 50 card expansion to add to your deck or whatever like that's what I would consider DLC Yeah, you know basically like releasing a, a whole new set that is effectively standalone from everything else. I don't consider that DLC as so much it, as it, just a we, new game. because it becomes a new game. Yeah.
1: I can see that absolutely. Um, I don't know. I have a hard time separating all of this from comics as well. Yeah? Because comic books if you read comic books regularly, if you read, let's say, a modest number. If you read five books monthly, mm-hmm. okay, you're gonna spend $50 a month on comics. Yeah. Probably. Five to eight books monthly, you're going to spend about $50 a month on comics. This is part of the reason that I don't understand why people write so much about DLC. Yeah,
0: it's weird. And, like, I have spent a lot of money on DLC for games. Yeah. Um. So, I, you know... And I guess the difference is, like, I don't play games where DLC is effectively required. Like, which, I don't remember which game it was. There was, actually it might have been Mass Effect 3. There was one game I played which had day one DLC. Like, oh, that's, that's shitty.
1: Day one DLC, I will say, is shitty.
0: Yeah, and I, I think... If I'm remembering correctly, what it was with Mass Effect 3 is, like, if you got the limited edition, then it came with that DLC. Yeah. But then if you didn't get the limited edition, you know, they still offered the content to everyone what was, else. Was the DLC story-based? Yes, a little bit, but not necessary. See,
1: that's, that's okay for me. Because, like, there's also an argument to be made. This is a weird thing. It, it, it breaks down a lot of different ways. Story-based DLC, to me, is a little weird. Yeah. In a video game. But again, you're spending 50 bucks on comics to continue the same story that you were reading last month.
0: Yeah. I, I definitely think that a full priced game at release should be complete and that any DLC after that should be tertiary yep. or um
1: map packs, uh weapon skin packs, yep. Uh things that are cosmetic. Yep. Things that are uh things that don't affect the story or your ability to win. Yes. I think that's important.
0: Yes, I I agree.
1: And I found in playing DCU and things like that, people who play it as members will rank up faster. Yeah. And mm, not necessarily rank up faster. They'll be able to buy better armor quicker. Okay. Which isn't necessarily bad because there's a lot of free-to-play players on that you can play at your level and be fine. You Mm -hmm. can do PvP at your level and be okay. I just spent a long time today on DCUO and just dueling people who were at my level. Mm -hmm. And sometimes winning, sometimes losing. But for me, there's there's an issue too, and this is going
0: way off the rails. There's an issue too when DLC is on disc... On disc, like, it comes with the game, or when, like, Fallout 3 releases their Game of the Year edition, which comes with some free DLC? No, no, no. On disc, like, the data
1: is on the disc, and you have to pay money to unlock what's on the disc you
0: just bought from Oh, GameStop. yeah, that's super shitty.
1: Yeah, I agree. I don't think DLC, I, I should have to wait 30 minutes for my DLC to download. I should not have to just pay you $10 to unlock the content that was already on my disc.
0: Yeah, that's not okay. I don't think so. Either.
1: Well, we're in agreement on that. Yeah. We agree on a lot of
0: things. We but do.
1: That's another one. You read Game of Thrones, right?
0: Yeah, I uh, just recently started book five, finally. Okay, well, I think we should go to a break, because it's been about 30 minutes since the last one. Yeah, I was just, like, going to tough it out for the last 15 minutes and then close, because I'd like to keep this around an hour and a half.
1: I feel you, but I do want to talk about Game of Thrones, and I do want to put a little bit more alcohol in my glass.
0: All right, well, let's go to a break, then. Let's go to a break. Yep, that's, uh, yeah, I can't deal with this pressure, Dean.
1: Well, it's one of those things that, uh, it has. You know, you do a thing a couple times, expectations happen, and then you end up, uh,
0: in a position <laughs> where... <laughs>
1: <laughs> you end up in a position where, uh, you know...
0: Under pressure. You went the extra mile. <laughs>
1: and now people expect <laughs> you to do the extra mile. We're not doing under pressure for break music, I
0: promise you. Okay, that's fine, we don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> And listen, I sit back with my brand new invention. Something grabs a hold of me tightly, flow like a hawkoon daily and nightly. Will it ever
1: stop? Yo, I don't know. Turn off the lights and I'll glow to the extreme I rock a mic like So I, I got this um award winning vodka. That's just like a Texas vodka. Is it Tito's? Tito's, yes! I bought some Tito's. I bought a, uh, a liter of Tito's. What'd you think of it? I haven't had any yet. <laughs> except that I had some vodka cranberries, uh, with my girlfriend when I was in town. What yeah. Was the last, uh, some amount of time. I can't remember because I'm drunk. Um. Last weekend. Sure. Was it? Yeah. Yes. Last weekend then. I had, uh, <clears throat> some vodka cranberries that were really good with Tito's vodka. Oh yeah? Um. Have you had Tito's before? I haven't. Um, Maybe we can do a, a sip of some after the show. Yeah. Uh, not a shot, just a sip. Okay. Just to see how it is, because it, it wins awards and shit like that all the time. Yeah. And uh
0: I don't know about the quality of it. This was uh, one thing I meant to say earlier, um, so I'll just say it now before we get into Game of Thrones. Phoenix has a great local food scene. Like, I spent a small fortune in food over the course of a week. God damn, was it good. But... Really? But, we have so much better beer here. Oh my gosh, the beer selection?
1: Absolutely. Maybe
0: it was just the places I was, except I was with beer drinkers the whole time, and I expect that the places we went had, you know, decent selections of beer, just because of who I was with. But compared to here, like, a lot of the places you go, the beer selection was terrible there. Yeah. Like, they did have Stone there, which Stone is is local here. I'm pretty sure I keep saying that, and I'm sure if I keep saying it, I'll be right. <laughs> I am fairly confident that Stone is local here. And we have uh uh whoever does Legion. Legion is local here, Ra and Sons is local here. Yeah. Um well as in R-A-H-R. Phoenix. R A H R. Well as in Phoenix I had uh the Rochambeau again, which is the first beer I ever had, which I forget the brewery who does it, but they're out of Austin. Um Stone is local here. Uh we just have a great beer scene here. We really do. And you know, I was super disappointed. Like the one local brewery in Phoenix, uh people were like, Yeah, they used to be good, and then they got bought up by Mil- Miller and haven't had any since. So Yeah. So uh drink some beer to get you through that fucking break sequence and vanilla ice is ice ice baby. <laughs> I Dean, said we wouldn't do it, Dean, and then we did. Well, I mean, we didn't do Under Pressure, technically. You said we wouldn't do Under Pressure, and so I kind of... <laughs> I thought I said we wouldn't do Ice Ice Baby. No, you said we wouldn't do Under Pressure. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough, then. I'm too drunk to remember. <laughs> um, oh, man, I love whiskey. Oh, I love right our whiskey too. shows. They're great, man. I think this might just be a whiskey show. Um... Game of Thrones, you've been reading it? I've been reading it. I just started book five the other day. Um, so I'm actually a little behind the TV series, but... Um eh.
1: I want to I wanna skim this for a second just so I can remember.
0: Okay. Uh, people died. Uh, if I remember correctly, someone got raped, and it was, you know, not uh, tastefully done or something. I don't remember. It was... Twitter happened. Okay, so there was
1: a... Uh, there were some mathematicians.
0: Okay. Who decided
1: uh mathematicians at McAllister College who decided to do a breakdown of who the most popular characters and who the quote protagonists were on Game of Thrones.
0: Okay. Ugh. Even though everybody should we dies. should we issue a spoiler warning for Game of Thrones from here on out? Um, I don't think so. I gonna... don't know that this actually spoils
1: anything. Okay. And as soon as you are done with this, I'm gonna move on to Batman v Superman. That will be done. Okay. Okay. So uh I don't know. This might be a slight spoiler. So if you want to not hear spoilers, minor spoilers, minor for Game spoilers of for a season that's almost a year old at this point, yeah. Or rather for a season that's about to be the last season because the next season's about to start. Um, maybe two now. I don't fucking, who gives a shit? Um, okay, so their breakdown went like this. Quote, in our network, three characters stand out consistently. Tyrion, Jon, and Sansa. Mm -hmm. That's what the paper says. The winner, though, according to EW.com, quote, acting as the hand of the king, Tyrion is thrust into the center of the political machinations of the capital city. Beveridge and Sean, who are the people who wrote the paper, write, quote, our analysis suggests that he is the true protagonist of the book. Uh,
0: so, I would say... You're a reader. I am a reader. I want to know what you think about that statement. So here's the interesting thing. Um, because the po- the books cover, you know, the perspective of lots of different characters.
1: Yeah. And, and the next season, supposedly, is when they're going to start departing from the book mm-hmm. because the books aren't done.
0: Yeah, because the books aren't done. Um, if you are looking for it, which I am because I'm a pretentious asshole, uh, you can tell <laughs> who is written to be likable and who isn't. Like, Tyrion's very likable in the show. And Tyrion, and he is in the books too. Tyrion is very likable. But their analysis, based on my skimming of this article, is just over basically who gets the most chapters, who gets the most pages, and that doesn't necessarily say who is the protagonist. Yeah. Um, there, but there was somewhere I was going before this. Oh, yeah. So, but like, speaking of characters who are written to be likable and those who aren't, when we first see Cersei's Perspective. Yes, Cersei. C- Cersei. Sure. I haven't watched the series, so I don't is know. Is that how they the name? Who is that? It. That's uh the the queen. Um. uh... I'm sorry. I've been playing DCU online, and I'm drunk, so I'm thinking of
1: Cersei as in the Greek goddess. Uh. The King, mother, King of Robert's
0: the... wife. Okay, all right. Um, the mother of yeah, the the little shit who dies. Robert Baratheon. Uh, Robert? No, not Robert. What's his name? Robert's the dad, right? Yeah, Robert's the dad. Fuck it. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> at, at the beginning, Cersei is written to be relatable <laughs> and likable. <laughs> yeah. We need to add "fuck it, who
1: cares" to the fucking <laughs> drinky drink. That's that's a half a shot, no doubt.
0: Continue. <laughs> Um, she's written to be likable at first, but as it goes on, she's written to not be relatable and not be likable, and I haven't read all of Book 5 yet. I am assuming she dies, just based on the way she's written. Yeah. Um... Because they just start really, or he, I guess, starts really hammering. By on that her you mean uh, J.R.R. R. Martin? Yes. <laughs> As opposed to J.R.R. R. Tolkien, or no? It's George. G. It's George R.R. R. Martin. G. R. Yes. <laughs> I was
1: making a Tolkien Thought. reference.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there. Oh, yeah. I missed it until I didn't. Um. Yeah, but Cersei is is written to be relatable at first. Uh, fucking uh, Kat. What's her full name? It's not Catherine, is it? Kat Von D. Yeah, Kat Von D. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I love Kat
1: Von D. Me too. I might have just ashed in my scotch. Ugh. Accidentally, not on purpose. I was
0: aiming for the ashtray, I promise. Um, yeah, Kat is kind of re- written to be relatable at first. Like, oh, she's a grieving mother. And then she's just a bitch. Yeah, of course.
1: Um, Like most characters in George R.R. R. Tolkien's stories.
0: Yeah. On the opposite side of the spectrum, uh one-handed swordsman men. Jamie Roman. Lannister. Jamie Lannister. He's written to be an ass at first, and slowly over time he gets more relatable. It's like that in the in the show as well. Like I've <laughs> here's the thing, it's hard to forgive
1: somebody all the incest and bullshit.
0: Joffrey. Do what? That was the guy whose name I was thinking of when I said Robert.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Okay. Joffrey. Duh. Anyone who's
1: watched the show is like screaming or was screaming. But um no uh Jamie Lannister it's hard to get past all the incest and bullshit mm-hmm. but in this most recent season you really do and he becomes one of the guys that you root for yeah it's strange uh George R R Tolkien's story is
0: weird in that way And that's one of the things I really like about it is, you know... It's not that the characters change, although they do. It's that you learn more about them. Yes. And they either become more relatable or less based on what you learn. And they either become more petty or less or, you know... Like, you just learn more about them as they're changing. And, hey, dynamic, non-flat characters. Exactly. When do you think that James... R.R. R. martin will finish the last book. The last book? Well, he's working on six now, and he said it's going to be a seven-part series, so... And it's 2016, ATM. Um... (laughs)
1: ATM!
0: I'm gonna say 2025. 2025, fair
1: enough. Uh, So, it's fair to say that the HBO show will be long over... Before the last book in The Song of Ice and Fire is done.
0: Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Who's going to sit on the Iron Throne? I really wish I was further through book five before I said this. Or... <sighs> It sure as hell won't be Cersei. Cersei. No, hell no. Um, Alright, have you seen the most recent season? Yes. Spoil it for me. Does she die? No. Okay, well it sure as hell isn't going to be her. I really doubt it's going to be Tyrion. No, no way. He just has, you know, he's smart, but he has everything going against him. Just
1: based on the show, no way. <sighs> he might stay the hand of the king, but there's no way he's going to be sitting on the Iron Throne again.
0: Again, because fucking book four just drops John's story, like, I wish I had more information. I would almost say John or, um, 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 uh, Khaleesi? Khaleesi, dragon, dragon mother yeah. lady, hot blonde chick. I um, think everything's adding up to
1: her so far.
0: That probably is what my guess is. I mean, they set it up in book four so that John could rally the north. Yeah. Uh, I mean because it sure as hell isn't going to be Stannis. Well, here's the thing. John, spoilers for the most recent season
1: of Game of Thrones if you haven't seen it yet. If if you haven't, why the fuck? Like if you're a person who watches Game of Thrones and you haven't seen the most recent season yet, fuck off. Um John dies at
0: the end. Oh, does he? Supposedly. Is it one of those you don't see him die deaths? No, you see him kind of die. You see him kind of die. Yeah. Left for dead or
1: like dead? I can't remember that well.
0: Okay. I mean that doesn't. It's really... possible
1: he'll come back. Which is the, he was filming scenes. Okay. For the next season, so it could have been flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Not likely. Okay. I think he's coming back.
0: Well, then I'm going to go with Khaleesi Valyrian slave owner lady. Yeah, slave um,
1: freer. She frees slaves and then conscripts them into her army. <laughs>
0: yeah. And she is one who, like, and there are, there are a few characters like this, and all of them die off, apparently, because John was one of them. Uh, she is one of the few surviving characters who has been written as sympathetic the whole way through.
1: I agree. Yeah, it's been the same way in the show. She's been a very sympathetic character throughout the entire run of the show. So I think it's Khaleesi, personally.
0: I was hoping for a... Khaleesi-John Snow marriage. That would be so great, wouldn't it? It would... It really I'm ho- would. I'm
1: still hoping for the same thing.
0: I, I, gosh. I'm gonna be too drunk when I get home, but I need to go just binge the last, or the most recent Game of Thrones book, and then... Do it. And then probably catch up on the series to see where the differences are before the next season starts.
1: The differences, so far as I can tell, aren't too dramatic in the most recent season. Um, The next season, supposedly, is where they're really gonna depart, because the book's not fucking
0: out. Yeah. So they've got nothing to go off of. But... Greg R R Mart Ames <laughs> <laughs> I'm Trying to riff on your bit here. <laughs>
1: Greg R. Mardames. That's a good one! Um,
0: <laughs> he is, like, a co-producer of the show, so yeah. I expect... You assume he's involved somehow. Well, no, it's, he's in the credits. He yeah. is involved somehow, well, so... Well, that
1: doesn't necessarily mean... Like, here's the thing. Christopher Nolan is involved in the credits of Batman v Superman.
0: <laughs> Fair. So... That doesn't necessarily mean much. But is he credited as, like, a co-producer? Yes. Oh, well, shit.
1: He's one of the producers of the movie.
0: Well, uh with that, you want to jump into Batman v Superman? Actually, I would. I haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen it yet? I will not spoil it for you. Okay. I mean, I don't care. Like, I will see it eventually, but I, not until it's out of theaters and I don't have to pay monies for it. Really? Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, I probably can't spoil too much anyway because I'm too drunk, but, um... I'm going to give my basic review of the film. All right, go for it. Batman's the best part. Okay. I mean, he is. Superman is just such a boring character. It depends. There was... I can't remember who it was who did this interview, but there was a quote from... It, I can't remember who it was, who said that the the way to make Superman interesting is to focus on the fact that he can't be everywhere. Yeah. And it's successful. And and Superman Birthright, I think, is a testament to that. I love Superman Birthright. It's one of the best comic series ever written.
0: Yep. The interesting parts of Man of Steel, which is a movie I didn't like. Go back and listen to previous episodes. Exactly. Um, the interesting parts were his internal struggle. Yes. Because even if you make someone a, a god, they can still, you know, have an internal struggle. And so that was where the interesting parts in, in Man of Steel I were. I agree. Well, here's my take on that
1: mixture, man, just so you know what you're getting into going in. Okay. Okay. The plot might feel a little convoluted if you don't know very much about the comics. Okay. If you know enough about the comics, the plot will make sense. And that is in a direct reference to the nightmare scene in which Batman interacts with, uh, parademons. Okay. And with the Flash breaking through time scene, which happens directly after. And everyone knows who reads, everyone who reads comics knows that Flash can travel time. The fact that it happened in a dream is a little weird, but I'll accept it. Okay. Ben Affleck's
0: great. I did hear that Ben Affleck was actually pretty good as Superman. Batman. Or Batman, sorry. <laughs> Fuck. How much have you had to drink? Not as much as
1: you. Henry Cavill's Superman is still kind of a fucking moron. Which is, I think, the <clears throat> fault of Goyer and Snyder not knowing how to deal with Superman. Okay. Which is acceptable to me because I'm a Batman fan. Yeah. Batman kicks ass. Yep. Fucking best part of the movie happens like... Three-fourths of the way through, Batman just utterly fucking destroys a whole building full of thugs. Best part of the film. Doomsday in the movie? Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Waste of time. We didn't need it. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm gonna spoil some shit here. Are you Go okay with it. me spoiling? I'm fine with it. Okay. Spoilers coming up. Because if everything else I've said was in the trailers. Yeah. Everything I've said was in the trailers. Spoilers starting now. The death of Superman, unnecessary. Okay. Okay. Batman's turn from enemy to friend of Superman too fucking fast. Okay. Could have been better paced. Okay. And then I think the last gripe that I have with the film is that
0: everybody kills people. Okay. All right? That's a problem for me. So we're dealing with a kind of weird, like, moral bankrupt America? Like, Well, it's similar to what what I think if they want to...
1: If they want to represent this correctly, mm-hmm. and if they want to turn this around, it will be that we've seen, again, in the trailers, Robin is dead, mm-hmm. and you see Alfred's speech about how a feeling of helplessness helplessness turns good men cruel. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you want to turn this around for the Batman character, you make it because of the death of Robin that he's become so cruel. He's branding people in this movie. Damn. Yes. And that brand guarantees death. Death in prison. If you have the bat brand in prison, you get killed. It's like being a pedophile. Okay. okay. So I think if you want to turn this around, you make it so Batman is cruel because of the death of Robin, mm-hmm. and you build on that
0: instead of because I haven't seen that. Instead of like him just being cruel because he's the
1: Batman. Exactly. Because the Batman has always had a rule against killing, and even in the Arkham games, where you're clearly killing people. Yeah. They call it knockouts. Yeah. And they wiggle around on the field, on the floor like they're still alive. Death right? twitches. Exactly. Um, I don't know. I, it's one of those things where I don't really know, and to be frank, I don't really care. There have been so many iterations of these characters mm-hmm. that I'm fine with one more. That
0: said, the pacing could be better in the film. Most modern action blockbusters could stand to have better pacing. I agree. Um, Especially for people who really care about a like, coherent story and dynamic characters. Yes. You know, there are a lot of people who go to see summer blockbusters just for the action. But I agree, but that
1: said, if you're a comic book nerd, Mm -hmm. the first hour and 30 minutes of this movie where no fighting happens is going to be so fulfilling because you're going to see shit that you never thought you'd see on screen if you're a comic book nerd Mm -hmm. if you're not you're gonna be sitting there like what the fuck is going on there was a deleted scene that should have been included in the film that they released about two days after Mm -hmm. the film came out in theaters that explained a whole chunk of the movie that was never explained huh the cuts like that
0: are always weird.
1: And cuts are always strange, I agree. I really do want to see, regardless of the length... This movie's two hour and thirty minutes long. Wow. It's a long movie. Yeah. Regardless of that, I want to see the director's cut. Yeah. I think it'd be a better movie. Probably. Director's I think cuts
0: the, usually are better.
1: I agree. And I think the plot would make more sense. Mm-hmm. I'll stuff. Basically, what I'm trying to get to is, if you're going to go see Batman v Superman... I'm so drunk, <laughs> If you're gonna go see Batman vs. Superman if you're a comic book nerd Mm -hmm. you'll get it the whole way through. If you're not a comic book nerd Ask a comic book nerd, (laughs) because (laughs) you're going to be so confused, it's ridiculous. Okay. Also, I do want to touch on Jesse Eisenberg's performance. Yeah? Not that great. Really? Yeah. As Lex Luthor, he was kind of just doing his version of sociopathic villain, rather than actual Lex
0: Luthor. Ah. Yeah.
1: So be aware of that. Okay. But comic book nerds will understand every step of the way. Non-nerds will not. Okay, that's fair. And that's my basic rundown of that movie. With that, shall we uh, close up? I believe
0: so. Who are you, sir? I'm Ryan. Find me on Twitter, at ShadowHawk54. <laughs> find me on LO, LO.CO slash CheddarHawk54. Uh, find me on Instagram and... Cheddar like the cheese. Cheddar like the cheese. Yeah. Um, there's actually a little Dicky song, Uh. Who Knew, where... He... Oh, fuck, I can't remember the lyrics now. He makes some reference to being on it like Cheddar. <laughs> and I'm like, aw, yes. Um, but that's, you know, that's not relevant. Um, <laughs> now find me on uh, Instagram or Snapchat, uh, Shadowhawk54. Who are you? I'm Dino! Dino! This network is named
1: after me. It makes me feel bad. That said...
0: We have a new show, confirmed. Yeah. We did an episode, we mentioned it a little bit, we did an episode right before recording this. I agree. We have, that makes two new shows. Yeah, it does, because we actually finally, uh, oh, someone's talking about me in League. <laughs> no, fuck it, fuck it. We're gonna move on from that.
1: I wanna try and find... Alright guys, go, uh, what's his, runners.
0: what's his, um, his show name? On on some real shit? I can't shit. remember his show name. I think it's on some real shit. It's, it's something. But he'll like that. fill
1: it in because I placed it in a place where he needs to fill it in in the uh, document. Yeah. So I'll know for sure. Preliminarily, though,
0: on some real shit. On some real shit. We've got that coming up, which is going to be great. I'm so psyched for that show. I not, am too. We're not even involved. Here's the thing it's neither of us.
1: It's not me. It's not you. It's two guys from down the street who just happened to see some flyers that I put up and they wanted to do a podcast. Yeah. And that's what this network is about, dude. It makes me so happy. And my girlfriend, it was funny because... And again, this is the only thing that I have to counterpoint because I'm not a social person. Yeah. So my girlfriend is the only counterpoint that I have to anything that I ever say. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's not that many people in my life. Yeah. But my girlfriend seemed to not really like get why it was important that... Somebody who is not you or me Mm -hmm. is interested in being on the network, making a podcast, and doing it right. Yeah. I believe these guys are going to do all of that. I do, Well, I mean, at
0: least two of them are guaranteed, but... Exactly.
1: (laughs) Well, there's two of them on the show. And it's uh, preliminarily called Awesome Real Shit. Look for that in the future. I'm super excited about it. It's, uh, it's different. Yep. From everything we've had before. Yep. It's from the perspective of two, uh,
0: black men. It's minorities. Yep. From Tennessee who are now living in Denton, Texas. Exactly. And you know what they're going through. So. I think it's so exciting
1: to have that kind of diversity on the network. Yep. I, this is the kind of thing I've been hoping for. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It really is. Yep. And, um... So there's that show, and then our new show... Our new show, Taking Flack. Taking Flack, which is a a music show.
1: It is a music show. F-L-A-C, capital letters. If you're audiophiles, you know what that means. If you're not... It's a format for audio that's lossless, and it's, like, the best-sounding audio format. It's kind of a nerdy thing. But it is. But
0: taking flack. Taking flack. And, yeah, we did episode one of that tonight. We'll put that up, and then we've got some back episodes. Quote back episodes. Uh You'll understand
1: as we go along what those back episodes mean. Um... I'm super excited to put those up. Yeah. I think it's going to be great. Find those shows on dean-o.net.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And dean-o.church.
1: Dot church? Fuck yeah, you said it, not me. Good job.
0: That was um, a weak high five.
1: I was too drunk to see you where your hand was.
0: It's all good, man. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, so uh, you are? I'm Ryan. And go ahead and do your no, social media stuff, because I can't remember. And if I can't remember, they can't remember if they've been playing the, 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 the game. Find me
0: at CheddarHawk54 on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat.
1: Yes, and CheddarHawk54 at other places. On LO.
0: Yeah, like the cheese. Um, I am
1: at Dean Wisner, W-I-S-E-N-E-R, and you can find me pretty much everywhere based on that. Yep. Um, fuck Facebook. Fuck Facebook. We don't mess with Facebook. If you can, I mean... Spread our word a little bit and and get us something a little popular. I'd love to have a subreddit.
0: Yeah, that would be great. An active
1: subreddit. That would be
0: awesome. I mean, I'm not really a Reddit fan, but yeah.
1: I am. So I would love to have a subreddit. I would definitely interact with you all, even if Ryan wouldn't. I
0: (laughs) would, I guess.
1: (laughs) If you had to. Um, I'd love to have a subreddit that we could branch new shows off of and get stuff going. I'm, I'm excited about the network, especially since we have a new show that's not us!
0: Yeah? Ugh,
1: it's so great. So great. It's growing, dude. It's becoming a thing. It makes me happy. Anyway! It's
0: it's almost as great as that midget porn I watched earlier.
1: (laughs) Midget porn! That's what we're gonna leave you with. Uh, if you wanna donate to the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash drinkyfiles. Uh, or you can go to dean-o.net or dean-o.church. I'm gonna buy some other ones as soon as dean, as soon as lol comes out. I'm buying that. No, no. Um, I have several subdomains for us, but dean-o.net is the one where you can find everything. We have a chat room.
0: Yeah. We do. That no one uses.
1: Yeah, well, we don't have that many listeners. But we have a lot of subscribers, apparently, according to Snapchat. 30, for some reason? 38 whole subscribers. Well, that was just, I think that's just a monthly number, actually.
0: Actually, anyway. I think that's weekly.
1: Weekly number. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Um, so yeah, come find us, please. Spread the word. Do your thing. Audience. Tell your
0: friends. Tell your mother. Tell your grandmother. Come, come. Hide your kids. Hide, hide your, your wife. Your I had your husband, because they're raping everybody out here. We are
1: dino netting everybody out here.
0: (laughs) That's it for Drinky Files. That's it. We're done jacking each other off again. (laughs) Because I'm back in studio and we can do that. We don't have to use the weird Wii game sync thing with our hands. We're adding video, by the way. It's (laughs)
1: It's <laughs> More information on video on the next episode. Goodbye, all of you.
0: I love you, baby. I love you. <laughs> baby. Baby. Bay <laughs> Brosif Potato Chip. <laughs>
1: DinoNet is a podcast network that brings you, the listener, donation-supported podcasts. These shows are supported exclusively by their creator and their listeners. There are no ads on this network. That means the podcast you listen to is the product, not you. And remember, DinoNet is always looking for great shows to join in our movement. If you've got a podcast or you want to start a podcast and you feel like you would fit well with our family, come on, send us an email at dnwnet at gmail.com dot com